This is No Starving Artist Podcast. I'm Anisa Benitez, your host and fellow creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, mentally and spiritually, as we all deserve a successful creative life. Hey everyone, and welcome back to No Starving Artist Podcast. Today's episode is about recognizing when and ways to get a healthy dose of humility and why we need it. Along our creative journey, there are times, moments when it can feel challenging. We can feel our pride flare. We can feel things are less than our standard. We can feel things are too much work. We can feel we're above things. We can hear ourselves say, I'm too good for this, or this should be handed to me, or what's the shortcut, and so forth. It may be pronounced if you're experiencing embarrassment or shame. Usually I can feel when my ego is flaring. Maybe you experience a little bit of a God complex or a diva moment. Sometimes we feel we're too big for our bridges and that things should be more about us um, and they're not. Or we're more tuned into our own mind and needs rather than those of those around us. In these times, I like to bring myself down to earth to remember what's important. We are all unique, but we are not special because we're all unique and we can benefit hugely from listening to others, being better listeners, collaborators, community members, simple human beings, and therefore it makes us better artists. Being in art is often being in service creating to share and when your creations have more presence when you have more presence your sharing tends to be a lot stronger our agenda for today's episode is how this topic became relevant on my creative journey 10 ways to get your healthy dose of humility and last but not least we'll end on a brief meditation If you've been enjoying this podcast and getting value from it, your support through rating and review on Apple Podcasts makes a difference. It helps people find the podcast, helps the podcast grow, sustain, support other artists. So would appreciate that. Without further ado, let's get into it. Working as a background actor is a great way to be humbled. I've been doing a bit more of that in the last month because I'm vaccinated. I feel more comfortable getting out into New York City. I also have the energy. I really feel like this past year of having so much time to myself has been hugely restorative. If you listen to the Human Design Types episode, knowing that I'm projector was really helpful I think we can all benefit from understanding our design type and how we operate and work best with others. For me, being a projector definitely seems to mean that I need that time to rest. That's how I create. Um, definitely don't move through the world with an abundance of energy naturally, and I don't really get energy from others. Um, quite introverted. So restoring is the biggest way that I get energy having solitude. But I felt this abundance of energy. I've been going into different sets in New York City as higher budget productions are happening. It's pretty exciting to be on the ground and 
see, you know, these big shows that have multiple seasons with big actors doing their thing in high-pressure environments. Recently was in the World Trade Center and these huge skyscrapers overlooking the city for the day and part of a series there and a few others. I did one even just yesterday that was a non-union job. Lower budget and production, but even still among, you know, another... 50 actors I was featured in the daytime and had a few lines and so that felt cool to be more have you know more of an actor I guess not background and then move to background acting which is a different deal where you might be just supporting the lead by being a shadow in the distance being a moving blur behind them but you know that you're contributing to a larger story That said, the part of background acting that tends to be most humbling is definitely not just being around the other sea of actors who would love to be one day featured, but it's not the most glamorous treatment. And some sets are better than others. Sometimes you're just sitting in a dingy, poorly lit room. Maybe you're not being fed. (laughs) Maybe you just have to stay there until they need you for a few minutes and that's a good job and then there's jobs where you're like standing in the freezing cold for hours and there's a lot of controversy around the background acting work um and how actors are used but ultimately I think there's been an aspect of it for me that I had a lot of resistance around engaging back in though it's a way to get into the unit I was like I don't know like this doesn't seem worth my time since modeling pays so much more and I like being treated particularly well and is my it, it feels like you have a lot of downtime and it's like shouldn't I be putting my genius towards something <laughs> revelatory during these times but really in actuality it's still benefiting me in ways that I cannot see and um, I think in those moments I can definitely check my ego and be like, hey, hey, this is the journey that you're on and there's so much that you're gaining from being a part of something that's larger than you, hugely larger than you, when you contribute one millionth to a project versus like one tenth. And so what I love about this podcast, what gives me so much satisfaction is having so much autonomy and I know that this podcast could actually be better if it was supported by more collaborators than just I. That said, it's nice to have a variety of projects in our lives sometimes and diversify and have things that we have complete ownership over and we feel like, this is me, it's all on me. It's success if it's helpful, if it really supports people or not. And then things where it's just like, oh, I'm just a very small piece of this larger puzzle. And that's how we can feel sometimes in life. And I think that there are moments where we just lack confidence. And I think that's different than feeling humble. Usually when you feel humble, it's feeling grounded in earth and knowing that you are just living in this human incarnation and that this time that we get to be alive and engaged might be temporary. And so how can we savor it? How can we appreciate it? How can we have gratitude for us and all that's around us, the people the environment, the place, the nature, really take it in, have appreciation and gratitude for where we are now because we don't know where we're going to be in the future and though we might have a lot of frustration about or or fear around what that might be, that it's going to be okay. And I think that's 
where our egos usually flare is because there's a lot of fear and the uncertainty of what's to come. And so we have to prove to ourselves now that this is below us or or have some level of arrogance um, because we feel scarcity. I really don't like Oxford Dictionary, most dictionary definitions of humility, which is a modest or low view of one's own importance. Humbleness. What I don't like about that is modesty seeming like a bad thing because it's then directly followed by or low point of view of one's own importance. When I would say that humility is often having consciousness and mindfulness of the present moment and where we stand in regards to it. Humility is often being able to take ownership and admit when you make mistakes, being able to listen to others, being able to give space, knowing that this moment is temporary and things will move on from this moment, having an open mind, embracing differences, allowing new ideas to emerge, taking ownership, building and learning and bridging culture. And that is something hugely artists can benefit from. Uh, the opposite of humility is often seen as this arrogance and pride where we don't take ownership. We think everything else is the fault of, we think everything is the fault of others who are not open to listening. We are often interrupting others or um, we want to be right. We want to be not accountable <laughs> for things when things go wrong. We create a lot of fear culture where we are shaming of others or we're even self-shaming sometimes. And we're pushing, right? Maybe it's pushing a point across, pushing our narrative through, and we're not embracing all that's around us, that is. So with that, definitely want to share ways that being more humble can really benefit us and being more growth-minded, more oriented towards continued learning, continued expansion. And I hope that the recognition of humility as that can change because the way that I see it benefiting my career hugely, hugely in every single way because in this moment here, I feel like, oh, I'm reminded of all the ways that I can learn doing even this background acting work as an example and starting my career again and again and again over the years, it's always been a moment of excitement for me to be in the position where I can learn more, to be humbled again, to be entry level maybe again. It's a very exciting time to be growing and to have this opportunity to seek and explore and be open to new conversations and new spaces with new people and I love collecting new experiences. I think it makes life truly exciting and dynamic. So, yeah, huge benefits to humility. Going back to the background acting thing, yeah, that's how a lot of actors start out. They do background acting. They get their they get into the union eventually through enough waivers or SAG related productions, etc. And then they get into bigger roles where maybe they have one or two lines, and then from that they get into a more featured position and then eventually maybe they book a lead position that's a very common journey of actors and I think so many of us want to be spotted in a 
and not just as an actor. As any artist, you want someone to come down and recognize your arts and creations for the brilliance that it is, fund you, push you to the top. You want instant viral attention, perhaps. And I think the challenge with that is we can often feel, once we receive those things, still a lack of satisfaction. Because without the humility that uh, you can gain often from going through the journey, then you'll feel like you skipped the part of the journey where you're supposed to be not good. And you're supposed to be learning and you're supposed to be collaborating. And it can feel like, oh, I'm supposed to maintain a king complex, queen complex. There's level of superiority and I shouldn't do anything beneath me that might jeopardize my high standing and so on and so forth. And we've seen it time and time again, so I'm sure I don't need to explain it to you. You get it. So with that, I'm excited for our next section on 10 ways to get a healthy dose of humility. This list of 10 ways to get a healthy dose of humility is quite brief, but I want to note before diving into it that it's not about being put down. Humility, as I mentioned, is not having low self-regard, being trash talk, putting ourselves down. Though I do feel it's very common for us to be put down and somewhat enjoy it. (laughs) A little uh, masochistic, perhaps. But I think that coming down to earth can feel really good when you recognize that you've been floating. I'm not in favor of people or friends who say, I will keep you humble by putting you down or saying things are average that you're doing. Um, But I think that we own a responsibility to keep ourselves humble. And these are 10 ways to approach that. By one, do something that you're bad at. Ideally, something that you love and you're bad at. Maybe that's dancing. Maybe that's drawing. Maybe it's trying a new skill like computer programming. Do something that really might throw and rock you but hopefully that you also enjoy two learn a new language I think that is one of a the great ways to gain humility because you're thinking often in one language and when you're learning a new language you recognize that your world could be so much more expansive in another language and so I think just the process of learning languages is really beneficial to open your world to new worlds. Two, oh, three, be in the masses. I think one of the reasons that I love New York City is I get to have so many moments where I'm reminded that I'm just one of billions of humans. Maybe it's rush hour, you're sitting in traffic, you're surrounded by tons of people. Maybe that's a moment for you. Maybe sometimes it's doing work that's surrounded by others. Maybe you're at a music park, maybe you're in public crowded areas, background extra, <laughs> that reminds me of it sometimes. And so see if there's a moment where you can be surrounded by a mass of people and how that makes you feel. Tune into that. Four, ask people for help. 
<laughs> this is so humbling and we don't often do this enough because the internet has all of the answers. So how can you intentionally not look at reviews of a restaurant and ask the waiter, what recommendations do you have as to what, what to eat? What's your favorite thing to eat? Ask somebody for help. Ask somebody on the street for help around something. Maybe it's navigating somewhere and rather than looking at Google Maps, you can ask for directions. How can you be in the store and rather than try to find that thing that you've been looking for, ask the person to help you who works there. How many times do we so avoid asking for help? It might be because of pride. It might be because of a fierce independence. (laughs) But whatever it is, take a moment to humble yourselves and try asking instead. Next, don't talk for a day and listen to others instead. This is a very difficult one to do, but listening to others might be by listening to podcasts, listening to the radio. Maybe even if you just call a friend and ask them to just hear their day and if you can ask them questions and really just take them in and tell them that in the future call you can share an update on your life, but it would be really appreciated to just hear more about what they're going on going through what's going on in their lives six you can do for others be in service volunteer do something for free that supports somebody support somebody who needs your help somebody in the community maybe somebody in a wider community somebody in a different country there are so many people in need of help seven Connect with nature. I find nature to be very humbling, especially the ocean. For other people, it might be the mountains. For some people, it might be the night sky, looking up and seeing the stars. All of these things are actually quite humbling to me. Now that I think of it, I think all of these are amazing. Let's do them. <laughs> Eight, have a gratitude list. Sometimes we can feel a lack of gratitude for what we have, what we've accomplished, and that's why we feel the need to have so much pride around something or we feel arrogant or we feel boastful. Whatever the reason, what do you appreciate about this moment? What small things are you grateful for right now? Nine, mindfulness check. Because the word pride, arrogance, smugness, snobbery, vanity can definitely have a negative connotation and can be really easily confused with other feelings. This language is restricting and that's why language and learning a new language is one of these ways that you can have more humility is because we have created language to identify our emotions and feelings, but what exists regardless of having the language for it is the emotions and feelings. And there are moments when pride is really great. There are moments when that word is applied to negative things and positive things like a negative feeling and a positive feeling so it matters that we feel for ourselves have a mindfulness check check when you're having a moment of pride that feels good maybe you've made somebody proud in your life for doing a good thing and their joy makes you feel good and what's that feel like it might feel like pride one would say But be aware of what that feeling feels like versus we might not be willing to ask for help because we feel pride. 
And one way to understand which way this feels is if you feel restricted (laughs) because of your stance and feeling, or you feel more expansive because of your stance and feeling. So that's why a lot of the intuitive work is so powerful is because are we contracting in this moment or are we expanding in this moment? The more moments that we can have towards expansion, that's why I love humility as openness and learning and growth in a chapter for that rather than the opposite of it. Same with vanity, for instance. There are times when it's really amazing to adore yourself and think you're beautiful and sexy. Look at yourself in the mirror and just be in love. And then there might be moments where you recognize that you're self-obsessing and you're nitpicking and you're fixated, even on a beautiful feature that you love about yourself, but you're fixated on it obsessively. And that might be a negative stance of vanity where you feel like, if this changes, I won't be as happy. Rather than recognizing, oh, I love this feature about myself. It's so beautiful right now. Different. Last but not least, uh, a way that I know and love and promote regularly on how to maintain humility, how to come down to earth is through meditation. We can meditate on the present moment. We can meditate on what's to come we can meditate on for grounding for anxiety for calm for inner peace we can meditate for so many reasons and one of the reasons I have a meditation in our next section is because one of my favorite meditations is to meditate on death I find meditating on our death to be hugely humbling because when you remember that you're going to die sometimes it gives you more intention to live consciously to really seize today So with that, let's get into our meditation. I hope you enjoyed these ways and takeaways for how to get your healthy dose of humility. So our meditation today is heavily influenced by Be Here and Now by Baba Ram Dass. This was his most notable book in his career. Ram Dass was a American spiritual leader who popularized a lot of Eastern religion and philosophy and spirituality and shared it with many in the U.S. and beyond. He had a great sense of humor. I think I mention him quite often and I am going to share a practice on meditating on death um, and dying. This is not directly from the book, it's influenced from the book. Some of it I will read, some of it will be a guided meditation. So, without further ado, if you are interested in this portion of the podcast episode, then I recommend finding a comfortable position where you can be seated, or you can sit with your feet grounded, maybe that's a chair, maybe that's a cushion, maybe even lying on the floor, Shavasana fully relaxed, but somewhere where you can be for the next six to ten minutes. We'll see how this runs and take in the moment. When you found that moment, that position, then take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Again, take a deep breath in through your nose and now when you exhale, close your eyes and rest into your body. 
taking a deep inhale, one, two, three, four, holding that breath, one, two, three, four, and exhaling, one, two, three, four. Observe your breath in its natural rhythm. See how you can continue deepening your breath with each inhale and exhale. Today's meditation is focused on living consciously. And so with that, tuning into how this moment is temporary. Before you die, how can you live more consciously? How can you really be fully alive and engaged? Take a deep inhale through your nose and follow your breath out. Feel that breath cleansing and clearing blocked areas, stuck areas, tension areas in your body. And when you're comfortable, feel your body relaxing and letting go. Imagine that your body was without breath, that it was passive or lifeless. How would that feel? Maybe right now you feel the pulse in your arms. You can feel your lungs taking in air. You can feel sensation in your toes if you wiggle them. You can feel them without wiggling them. We're engaged with our full body at every moment, and often our attention can just be on our mind. We can forget we have all this sensation, all of these senses. Taking a deep inhale in through your nose and out through your mouth. Continue focusing on your breath and allowing that breath to deepen. You can feel maybe some tingling, some areas of your body that reminds you you're alive. You can hear subtle sounds in the space around you, even if it's just the humming of an electronic device or a bird chirping in the background, somewhere in a distant tree. This is being alive can forget what this feels like sometimes when we're so caught up in our thoughts now with a deep inhale try to let go imagine that you're at your last party speak to everyone there and tell them all about yourself, all about your mistakes, about your love, your longings, things you know need, (laughs) you have no need to protect yourself from. Maybe you feel on days you're hiding behind a wall or a suit or armor, you're playing a role, but this is your last party. 
Take a deep inhale in and exhale out. Because this is your last party and a gathering of all the people you've known in all of your life. You can explode, you can be miserable, you can be insignificant, you can be fully yourself, and you can be free. This is your last chance to do what others have failed to do. You can say words unspoken. You can hug someone you love. This is a chance to act in love towards those who have had no love. This is a chance to do justice. A chance to unintentionally be unjust. It's a chance to be warm. It's a chance to have courage. Who do you see around you? Who do you see being next to you in these moments at your last party? And how's that feel? Being seen for your full self, being accepted for your full self, it might bring up feelings of sadness. So if tears come to your eyes, if you feel some tenderness, allow it. Maybe you feel just warmth, maybe you feel the love of those around you. Maybe that love allows the bitterness that you might have felt towards them, any resentment, any tension, flow out. Tears can be often healing and cleansing. Our breath, similarly, is so healing and cleansing. Take a a deep inhale through your nose. And exhale through your mouth and let it be sweet and gentle. Continuing to follow your natural breath. Feel the love on yourself. Feel it physically, the warmth of the love. Maybe it's covering your head. It's moving to your eyes. It's making its way down your nose. Feels like the sun's rays moving through your neck. As it hits your neck, take a deep inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Let that warmth continue down your chest, releasing any resistance. This is a feeling of respect and love in your living body. And let this feeling remain in you, inside of you. Let it run down your spine. Feel it run over your thighs, to your hips, to your inner thighs, down your knees, to the tips of your toes. Feel it circulate inside of you. Let it be in your blood. Let it be in the air you breathe. Taking a deep inhale, finally, our last of the day, let it be the biggest in through the nose and out through the mouth feeling that love 
accepting that love, giving into that love, and knowing that we contain an abundance of that love to give to others. And when you feel good, bring your awareness back to the room. You can open your eyes. And you're here. You've returned from the last party of your life with everyone you loved. You're here in this present moment. Here to live consciously. Here to continue expanding and learning and growing. Continuing to create. Continuing to be a creative creator. Continuing to share with others. Continuing to allow it to release for us any pent-up words things unsaids self-expression that is why we create to express and to empower and to inspire and know that everything that you're creating in this world is doing just that coming down to earth can sometimes remind us of exactly that and so i appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode to listen to the 10 ways to get a healthy dose of humility to regard humility as a good thing change the stigma i appreciate you if you've been enjoying this podcast getting value from it you can find it on apple Podcasts and leave your rating and review there you can share it with others share it on social Share it with me and tag me at Anisa Benitez on Instagram and TikTok. You are no starving artist. I'm grateful to be learning and growing and maintaining some humility with you. I appreciate you.